Today on the Joy in the Word podcast, we pick up in the Gospel of Luke, and we're in chapter 3. It begins with John the Baptist preparing the way for Jesus. We read about this in Matthew, and it can also be found in Mark. It says, In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod, tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, tetrarch of Ituria, and Trachonitus. Uh, During the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the desert. He went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, and this is from Isaiah's book in chapter 40, verses 3 through 5. A voice of one calling in the desert, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked road shall become straight, the rough ways smooth, and all mankind will see God's salvation. John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, you brood of vipers, Who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees. And every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What should we do then? The crowd asked. John answered, The man with two tunics should share with him the man who has none, and the one who has food should do the same. Tax collectors also came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, What should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Remember, tax collectors were notoriously villainous for collecting more money from the people than what was required. Then some of the soldiers asked him, what should we do? He replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Christ. John answered them all, I baptize you with water. But one more powerful than I will come, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But he will burn up the chaff with the unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and preached the good news to them. But when John rebuked Herod the Tetrarch because of Herodias, his brother's wife, and all the other evil things he had done, Herod added this to them all. He locked John up in prison. You'll remember that we read about that in the Gospel of Matthew. Now moving on to the baptism and the genealogy of Jesus. We read about this in Matthew. It's also in Mark. It begins in verse 21. When all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And as he was praying, heaven was opened. 
and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. So in regard to that dove, I want to flip to Genesis chapter 8 and verse 8. Here it's talking about Noah after the flood. It says, Then he sent out a dove to see if the water had receded from the surface of the ground. But the dove could find no place to set its feet, because there was water all over the surface of the earth. So it returned to Noah in the ark. He reached out his hand and took the dove and brought it back to himself in the ark. He waited seven more days and again sent out the dove from the ark. When the dove returned to him in the evening, there in its beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. Then Noah knew that the water had receded from the earth. He waited seven more days and sent the dove out again, but this time it did not return to him. So after the earth was baptized, the Lord used the dove as a symbol of its purification, and it brought back that olive leaf in its beak as a symbol of peace. And then, back here in Luke, after the baptism of Jesus by John the Baptist, heaven was opened, the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form, like a dove. Now moving on to the genealogy of Jesus, I want to point out, like we discussed in Matthew, that there are several differences between the genealogies listed in Matthew and in Luke. Matthew begins with Abraham, that's the father of the Jewish people, obviously, and Luke traces the line in reverse order and goes all the way back to Adam. According to biblical scholars who have done the research, it says that this shows that Jesus' relationship to the whole human race exists. From Abraham to David, the genealogies of Matthew and Luke are almost the same. But from David on, they are different. Some scholars suggest that this is because Matthew traces the legal descent of the house of David using heirs to the throne, while Luke traces the complete line of Joseph to David. This because Matthew follows the line of Joseph, being Jesus' legal father, and Luke follows the line of Mary, the blood relative. So now picking back up in the scripture in verse 23, it says, Now Jesus himself was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. It goes on to say he was the son, so it was thought, of Joseph. And then it goes on to say that Joseph was the son of Heli, the son of Methat, and then it goes on and on and on, and it lists the entire genealogy with important people like Zerubbabel, who had rebuilt the temple. It goes on to Nathan in verse 31, who was the son of David. And that's the part that's important where it picks up with Nathan, because the genealogy in Matthew picks up with Solomon, since Solomon was king. But the bloodline goes through Nathan, the son of David, the son of Jesse, the son of Obed, the son of Boaz, who we read about in the story of Ruth, the son of Salmon, who we read about also in the story of Ruth, and also in the story of Rahab. It goes on further, the son of Perez, the son of Judah, the son of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the son of Abraham, and it lists then Abraham Entirely the son of Terah, Nahor, Sarag, Reu, Peleg, Eber, 
which is where we get the word Hebrew, Shelah, Canaan, Arphaxed, Shem, the son of Noah, the son of Lamech, the son of Methuselah, the man who lived the longest on this earth, the son of Enoch, the man who walked with God and then God took him away, the son of Jared, the son of Mahalahel, the son of Kenan, the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. And that is where the genealogy ends and the chapter ends as well. And we will pick up next time in Luke chapter 4 with the temptation of Jesus.